Hello everyone and welcome back to the Commander's Forge. My name is Andy Bentley and the Forge is an area for me to talk about magic, commander, and anything else that I want to while I try and figure out what the heck this mental health is supposed to be. Now today let's talk about plane chase. So back in the day when plane chase anthologies came out me and my cousin both bought it so that we would both have a copy of the plane chase deck that we could take with us wherever we ended up going, and I've held on to that to this day. That being said, I also picked up the new commander decks that also had plane chase cards in there, and I put all of the new cards and then all of the duplicate phenomenons into my planar deck. So my planar deck is currently sitting at about 113 cards in it. And I don't know if I'm going to prune that at all in the future, but I did come up with a new way to play Plane Chase. So when I bought the anthologies, it came with the one planar die. But now that I've bought these commander decks, they each all came with their own planar die. So I want to introduce the ability to multi-planeswalk. So, the way the game works is everybody gets their own personal planar die, but they also get the original planar die as well. So, on your turn, you can roll them both for free. You can pay one to roll them both again. And so, every time you pay for a reroll, you reroll both. This is where the chaos and planeswalking comes in. If you hit chaos and planeswalk, you activate chaos and then planeswalk. If you hit double planeswalk, you planeswalk to two planes simultaneously. If you're on two planes simultaneously and you roll chaos, you activate chaos for both of them. And it just kind of... It gives a new playability to what was already an infinitely playable type of game and it's it's a lot of fun i will say plane chase games can go a little long just on the sheer nature of you know this plane board wipes and this plane makes it so nobody can attack so it just one thing to know if you're sitting down to play Plane Chase, it can be a long game. And I'm hoping by doing it this new way, I can speed the game up just a little bit because you always have two chances to Planeswalk with every roll of the die. And that's just something I wanted to touch on real briefly. And I want to really quickly go over the new Plane cards. So, first up, we have Ketria from the Plane of Ikoria, uh, Noctamoon from the Plane of Amonkhet, Esper from the Plane of Alara, The Pit from the Plane of the Abyss, uh, Nyx from the Plane of Theros, New Argive from the Plane of Dominaria, Ten Wizard Mountain from the Plane of Shenmeg, the Western Cloud from the Plane of Gobakan. Uh, Girapur from the Plane of Kaladesh. The Wilds from the Plane of Eldraine. Uh, 
Tawashi from the plain of Kamigawa, the golden city of Araska from the plain of Ixalan, the great Eri from the plain of Tarkir, Riptide Island from Dominaria, Megaflora Jungle from the plain of Garganticar, interesting name, uh, Anyaro from the plain of Zelfir, Pollyano from the plain of Fiora, Lichara from the plain of Kaldheim, Inshan from the plain of Creedy, uh, Creedhay, uh, the Caldea from Capenna, Valor's Reach from Kylum, Norn's Seedcore from New Phyrexia, Strixhaven from the plain of Arcavios, the fertile lands of Salvinia, Salvinia, hmm. from the plain of Antausia, and the Enigma Ridges from the plain of Echior. Well, I for one am very excited to get more plane chase games in, and the box with my plane chase cards will essentially live in my gaming bag for the foreseeable future. And if I'm out and about and you run into me at an event sometime in the future, mostly I'm going to be in Rochester for the Commander Sealed event in September. Uh, hit me up and we'll see. I, I am going to take a quick break and I will be right back. Hey, I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Patreon. I know times are hard for everybody, and I know it isn't easy to shuffle around bills and stuff, believe me, I know that. But if you would like to help support the podcast and me, you can find the links to my Patreon in my link tree, which is always put into the description of either the video or the audio, wherever you're listening to it. It would really mean the world to me. Honestly, I'm just struggling to make ends meet most weeks. But that's it. That's all. If you want to help, the links will be where you can find them. And welcome back. So, Aftermath was not really something I wanted to buy a ton of. But there were cards in there that I did want to buy for things, and I ended up pulling a PNLR console of Revival, and I decided to build that one out. So, PNLR console of Revival is a red and a white for a 2-3 human artificer. Thopters you control have haste, and whenever you play a land from exile or cast a spell from exile, create a 1-1 colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. So, I did kind of lean heavily into the exiling stuff for value. Uh, that's a good 20% of the deck. So, let's go over some of it. Uh, first up, we have Plarg and Nasari. Three red red for a 5-4 Orc Afrit. At the beginning of your upkeep, each player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card. An opponent chooses a non-land card this way. And then you can cast up to two of the other spells that weren't chosen without paying their mana cost. And 
Pia does not specify that it has to be played from your own exile zone. So they go quite nicely in there. Uh, Rob the Archives is just a one in a red sorcery. It has casualty one, so you could copy it if you sacrifice something with one power. Like a Thopter. Uh, but it also exiles the top two cards of your libraries and you may play them this turn. Uh, Bell Borka, Spectral Sergeant. Two red-white for a star five spirit soldier. Note the mana value of each card as it's put into exile. Bell Borka, Spectral Sergeant's power is equal to the greatest number noted for this turn. And at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top two cards of your library. You may play... I'm sorry, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. So, again, just churning through the deck. Galvantic Relay is two and a red for a sorcery. Exile the top card of your library. During your next turn, you may play that card. It has Storm. Jessica's Will is two and a red for a sorcery. Choose one. If you control your commander, you can choose both. Add red... For each card in target opponent's hand, and exile the top three cards of your library, you may play them this turn. Showdown of the Scalds. Two red-white. It's a saga. It's an enchantment. Its first step is exile the top four cards of your library. Until the end of your next turn, you may play those cards. And then the second and the third step are the same. Whenever you cast a spell this turn, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Uh, runs Resolve, one in a red for sorcery. Exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards. Blazing Crescendo, one in a red for an instant. Target creature gets plus three plus one until end of turn. Exile the top card of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play that card. Tavern Brawler, two in a red for a enchantment background. Commander, creatures you own have at the beginning of your upkeep. Exile the top card of your library. This creature gets plus X plus zero to on a turn where X is the card's mana value. You may play that card this turn. A good old classic here with Outpost Siege. Three and a red for an enchantment. When it enters, choose cons or dragons. Cons at the beginning of your upkeep, you exile the top card of your library. Until the end of turn, you may play that card. And dragons is whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, Outpost Siege deals one damage to any target. Oh, let's see. What else do we have in here that we don't want to skip? Yeah, let's do these last few. Uh, Vance's Blasting Cannons, three and a red for a legendary enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. If it's an online card, you may cast it. Whenever you cast your third spell in a turn, you may transform Vance's Blasting Cannons into Spitfire Bastion. It's a legendary land. It taps add red, or you can pay two and a red and tap it to do three damage to target creature or player. Uh, Urbrask, Heretic Praetor, three red red for a 4-4 Phyrexian Praetor. Haste. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. And at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, the next time they would draw a card this turn, instead they exile the top card of the library and they may play it this turn. Commander Liara Porter, 3 red-white for a 5-3 human soldier. Whenever you attack, spells you cast from exile this turn cost X less to cast, where X is the number of players being attacked. Exile the top X cards of your library. Until end of turn, you may cast spells from among those exiled cards. And finally, in the exiling cards pile, we have Layla, the Blade Reforged, 2 in red, 2-2 two, two Spirit Warrior with Haste. 
Whenever she attacks, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn, and whenever one or more cards are put into exile from your library and or your graveyard, put a plus one plus one counter on Lelia. Okay, so that covers most of the ways that we have that are going to make Thopters. But that's not the only ways we have to make Thopters. We also have PNLR, which is two and a red for a 2-2 human artificer. When she enters the battlefield, you make a 1-1 colorless Thopter with flying. You can pay one in a red to give target artifact creature plus one plus zero to end a turn, and you can pay one to sacrifice an artifact to make a creature not block this turn. We have Pia and Kirin Nalar. Two red red for a 2-2 human artificer. When they enter the battlefield, you make two 1-1 colorless opter artifact creature tokens with flying. You can pay two in a red, sacrifice an artifact, and they do two damage to any target. We have Delina Wild Mage, which is three in a red for a 3-2 Elf Shaman. Whenever she attacks, choose a creature you control, and then roll a d20. 1-14, you create a tapped and attacking token that's a copy of the creature, except it's not legendary and it has exile this creature at the end of combat. On a 15-20, to 20, you make one of those tokens and then roll again. So you can either roll this on a Thopter to make extra Thopter attackers, or you can roll it on something like... Pia and Kirin Nalar to make extra Thopters to attack with the next turn. Uh, to that end, we're also running Blade of Selves, which is two mana equipment. Equip creature has Myriad and it equips for four. All right, and now finally, let's talk about how we're going to win the game. First up, we have Shared Animosity. Two and a red for an enchantment. Whenever a creature you control attacks, it gets plus one plus zero to end a turn for each other attacking creature that shares a type with it. So if we have 15 different Thopters, that they just get huge. Uh, Goblin Bombardment. One and a red for an enchantment. Sack a creature. It deals one damage to target creature or player. So if the board gets too gummed up, we can just start clearing the way. Impact Tremors. One and a red for an enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, Impact Tremors deals 1 damage to each opponent. In that same vein, Perforos, God of the Forge. 3 and a red for a 6-5 god with indestructible. As long as your devotion to red is less than 5, he isn't a creature. But whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, he deals 2 damage to each opponent. And you can pay 2 and a red to give creatures you control plus 1 plus 0 till end of turn. And finally, we have Witty Roastmaster and Reckless Fireweaver. Roastmaster is 2 and a red for a 3-2 Devil Citizen. It has Alliance, and that means whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Witty Roastmaster deals 1 damage to each opponent. And Reckless Fireweaver is 1 and a red for a 1-3 Human Artificer. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, Reckless Fireweaver deals 1 damage to each opponent. And that's kind of it. We're going to exile cards, make thopters, and then turn them sideways. And yeah, thanks for listening. I will see you next time. Uh, Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. All of my links can be found in my link tree in the description below. I would like to thank Ian Foss and Cody Mulpey of the band The Crypt for allowing me to use music for my opening and ending, along with Nate and Erica Jacobs for making my original logo. And I would also like to thank Christina McNichol for creating my new logo. And I'll see you next time.